Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing feedback and theories for Loki Episode 1. We have a lot to talk about. Let's get into it. All that and more of this that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I will be melted from the inside. I mean, I'm Jeff Randall. Mm, that's a good choice. That's a good choice on a way to die. Uh... <laughs> And in our producer chair today, we have the lovely Ashley Kaufman. How you doing, Ash? Really good. Melting, too. It's it's 90 degrees here as well. Ooh. It is summer. <laughs> you know what? Normally, we turn to Ashley's corner now, but this week, we got to have you on the day of cast. Yeah, we get to dive right in now. And let me just say, your hair is on point today. Oh, thank you. I spent yeah. a lot of money at the salon today. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Needed a change. Oh, that's great. Uh, if you would like thank to see you. that hair, go to strand, youtube.com slash stranded panda. See, I've turned it into a plug. Started as a compliment, turned it into a plug. <laughs> um, <laughs> perfect. Like, all right. Well, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna get on to our, um, our, 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 we're going to go right in because I guess we're just going to do that. So, Ash, you get to go into your uh, feedback cave to collect the, the mm-hmm. live feedback. All right. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye, Ash. Go to YouTube.com slash Panda to see the two minutes of Ash that we got. <laughs> and let's talk about all this feedback. Okay. We have tons of feedback from this week. Um, let's talk about the feedback first. Yes. Oh, okay. Like, you got, you got yeah. some, some. <laughs> there's a lot of it. <laughs> like, yes. It seems that we've given people a lot more time to, to mm-hmm. write in between when we're doing the episode or like when the episode drops and when we're doing this episode. Yes. And that, that extended amount of time has certainly been reflected in our amount of feedback. Yes. Oh, yes. So. A, normally it's been Friday, Friday releases, then Monday feedback episodes, and now we got Wednesday releases, and just those two extra days are giving people a lot more time to write in, which is great. I will say, please keep your female, your female, females, keep your keep females, your females short. In line. Please your, right. keep your females short, please. That's what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> keep your feedback as short as you Mine's can. Mine's five foot. I don't know what I, what else I can do. I know a lot of you have you know, a lot of you write in. Um, uh, write in a lot of context. And sometimes, if you just keep it short, like, we all know what's going on. You don't have to recap things. You can be like, what about this? And just say, like, cut to the point, as it were. Because <laughs> if not, we need to, we have to kind of read it all and cut it down to try to fit it in. So, that would be helpful. But, in lieu of talking about it anymore, let's just read some feedback. Get down to brass tacks before I have to. We have a lot of great feedback. Let's get to it. We got Caliber Explosion, one of our Ooh. Patreon patrons. It says, Theories on Episode 1. I am Corey Small, and I have been burdened with glorious purpose. I'm bringing <laughs> you bonkers and sideways theories. Mobius tells Loki that the variant they're hunting for killing TVA agents is Loki himself. Then we see a hooded figure killing some more agents. If it were Loki, like a lookalike Loki, a lookalike, if you will, that was me, not him, uh, we'd see the face. No need to cover up the face if we already know who it is, but there's a catch. Mobius talked to a little girl in 1549 about who was killing these agents as she pointed to a devil's picture. Mephisto confirmed, ha 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 ha, chokes, coughs, gains composure, just kidding. The picture she's referring to means something with horns. Loki's helmet? 
maybe? She then shows mm. Mobius the kablooey gum, a plan that she, yes, that same little girl, has to reset the TVA and eliminate them. Why do I think a little girl is the villain? Well, because I slightly cheated with some leaked set photos of a woman in a Loki getup. Thus, I am referring to Lady Loki as the variant killing these TVA agents. I love the podcast and love being a part of the Patreon community. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. Thank you for sharing your glorious purpose with us. Uh, I definitely think the Lady Loki is very likely, um, even without set photos. Like, there's just a lot of comic stuff and a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff in the trailer. I think it all is pointing to Lady Loki. And as Ash brought up over and over, the the wrist, the wrist. It's all in the wrist. It's all very feminine wrist happening. I mean, it's because we couldn't see the hair or um, the accessories. <laughs> True. True. Like we're we're just I having to look at them. more and more things in these series as as they progress. It's like they hear Ashley saying, you know, watch this sort of thing, and then they're like, oh yeah, I'll show you. Now we have a completely cloaked figure in the dark, so you can't see shit. And Ashley's like, look at the silhouette. Look at how look at how feminine those wrists look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that guys don't also have feminine wrists, but they just she had a very feminine statue statue about her. I just saw it. I don't know. Yeah. I might be wrong. I, I think you're right, and I'm, I'm, and I do think that like <laughs> one of the reasons it works is because uh, while Tom Hiddleston is very uh, masculine fellow, he is he's he's, he's got like. He's got pretty thin arms and stuff, so he's it works. Mm-hmm. He's wildy. So it works. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I dig it. Uh, I do, I do agree though that there's, there's something about this lookalike. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's not a Loki-like, if you will. Yeah. Um, I, I, do, I, I said this exact thing, I think on our instant watch or one of the yeah, previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, you said it in, in the, I think it was in the episode with Ashley, but like. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, if it's something is if different. It's, if it looks like him, they just show us him. Yeah, there's no exactly. reason to not to. Right. It would have been a really effective moment to cut to like Tom Hiddleston looking evil, but instead they cut to a hooded figure. It means something is different about that hooded figure. Now, if it like it could have been a hooded figure, and then like thrown down the lantern, and then the fire goes, and then all of that fire is lighting up his face from the bottom, and yeah, it would, you know, Tom Hiddleston being sinister, and that would look. Uh, amazing, but they didn't do that. Mm-mm. It was like it was some sort of like freak of of optics and yeah. and physics where there was no light on the face, even though the face was amidst <laughs> fire. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, they're they're intentionally hiding the face, which means there's some sort of secret to that yep. face. Maybe even that we've like, we're going to meet that character before we find out it is that character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all. The judge. Yeah. There we go. You solved it. Yep. Okay, let's keep moving. Looks like we got another patron. Riley Zelski says, Hey guys, don't know if it's if it's been said already, but I've got some feedback for Loki episode one. I think the infinity stones in the desk symbolize the MCU going forward. If we thought that they were a big deal for the Infinity Saga, whatever is coming next is so much bigger than them that they are basically useless in comparison. Whatever's coming next is greater than Infinity Stones. That's just my take. Hope it made sense. I think this is a really good take, and I think it's definitely mm-hmm. how Loki takes that moment, that, like, the TVA is so powerful that the most powerful thing in our universe is nothing to them, right? Like, that's how that yep. moment is definitely taken by Loki. But, I will say, in comics, 
once the Infinity Stone leaves their home universe, they're they're useless. Yep. Which that doesn't really work with the way Endgame supposedly worked, but we won't get into whether that's the same timeline or not because I know we all have thoughts. Um, <laughs> but that, that there's an over under <laughs> on when the next argument's going to happen. <laughs> so ah. I want to I want to I want to I want in on that pool. I'm just keeping quiet because we're moving forward. <laughs> forward. Yep. No, I, my 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 point is, I think that like uh, Riley is directly on when he says that. Uh, I think that's exactly what they're going for. That like Loki, especially as a character, he's realizing like he thought he had the he's how he's this powerful being that's going to escape easily from these people, and then he realizes, oh, these people are more powerful than the most powerful thing I know of. And then yeah. that like sends him in a spot in a spiral. It it, it yeah. tumbles him, you know. It mm-hmm. does, and you can like you can physically see it happening when he walks into the middle of that room. And yeah. He's like, "Is this the greatest power in the universe?" Yeah, and he's like staring at the monitor, and it's just like, I, I don't know what to do here now. Yeah, and then he almost gets reset, or no, pruned, pruned. Yeah, he almost gets pruned. Anyway, next up, another patron. We got Jeffrey James sent us an email. I feel I must express an opinion about time travel. (laughs) This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Do you know that famous clip when Stan Lee says that whenever anyone asks who would win a fight, it's always the one the writer wants to win. I think time travel is kind of like that. Whatever the writer needs to do, the time travel fits into the story that way. Don't overthink this. I agree a hundred percent, but then we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> Kidding. I agree with I agree with you that that is true of media when you're writing, but when you're writing a contiguous universe, you have to follow the rules that are established. That's how a contiguous universe functions. That's how we know who characters are from movie to movie. That's how we know. So, like, if they say one thing in Endgame and they say another thing in another movie and another thing in another, like. They all have to stitch together, or it's not a contiguous universe. So, that's that's my only uh, caveat to what Jeffrey's saying here. And my whole thing with that conversation, with our with our vicious fight, that continued on. Like, after we got off the stream, we, we called each other and just yelled at each other for two more hours. Um, Did you really? No. That's inaccurate. That's inaccurate. <laughs> I believed it 100%. I know. I heard the belief in your voice. I was like, how dare you do that without me? <laughs> Why didn't you put it on three-way? Come on. Yeah. Loot no. me into that shit. <laughs> I want to try not to p- pick a side too hard and not piss anyone off. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's always like, all right, boys, it's okay. We see both of your points. <laughs> no, but um, no, she definitely agreed with me. Oh, yeah. Un- until until you hey. completely destroyed by my logic. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, uh, my point is, the reason that argument was important, the reason we had that argument, the reason we both felt it was important, is because we're trying to suss out how this works so that we understand the stakes of what is happening, right? Like, we need to understand what the... And I think part of the problem is we don't know yet. Like, we don't know what those reset charges actually do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once we learn what those reset charges actually do, a little more about them. I just, and, and my whole point was 
with my interpretation of those scenes and my interpretation of uh, the ancient one was to make a, um, I was making a prediction about how this show is going to go based on the way the characters are interacting. And I think Morbius is like sort of sad reaction to that little girl. Mobius. Morbius is a different movie. Sorry. <laughs> Mobius. <laughs> My- like when I watch that scene with Mobius talking to that little girl and like sending her out in the door, there's a sadness behind his eyes. And I think he is questioning the TVA's tactics. Like I think this show is leading to Mobius questioning the TVA. And I think all mm-hmm. of that is being telegraphed by like, the fact that the TVA is doing these things for the space lizards and they don't seem to fully understand, I dictate what they dictate, right? Like that scene is, is, is showing the bureaucracy of this organization and maybe like the soullessness of it. Yep. And I think all of that is meant to say to question what they're doing. And if I think that it's likely what the thing that they're doing is like destroying timelines that maybe should exist, if that makes sense. I, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's the illusion of choice, you know, right. The illusion of choice is what makes us sentient, you know, and mm-hmm. <laughs> having that taken away from us, having that taken away from us by some, you know, jackpotted thugs with right. little reset charges. I mean, it's, this is, <laughs> the, the TVA is fun and you watch these guys in their little rooms with their little ties and uh pill boy, like what's his name in the show? What's his name in the Casey. show? Casey. Casey. I love Casey. Um, watching his scenes. Like, I love him. <laughs> I love Mobius. I, I, I even really like Ruby, who I don't know if we have her character name yet. Uh, Hunter B15 is what the, the good, uh, captions have been okay. showing her name as. Okay. I like all of these characters a lot, but they are inherently fascist. Like yeah. they're they're a fascist organization <laughs> running around li- literally in like stormtrooper like outfits, yep. grabbing up people and saying, "You made the wrong choice. I choose to make you redo that." Like that's yep. bad. That's straight up fascism. Like this is a bad organization. So that is my point when I say like I think they're destroying these other universes. Uh, John Irons, I don't think we had included it in the feedback, but John Irons from Captain Game Show, which, by the way, if you don't listen to Captain Game Show, you should, because Captain Game Show is great. Uh, I was on there last week. You should go listen to it. Um, Captain Game Show is uh, part of the Infinite, Infinite Potato Network. Um, but uh, John Irons wrote in, and he said, like, he thinks there's it's not so nefarious as destroying the timeline. He thinks it's just resetting this, the timeline, right? But, like, my point was, like, what's the difference between re- destroying and resetting so that it, like, becomes what you want it to be? Like, there's kind of just, like, yeah. not a, there's not a substantive difference there. I, 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 maybe the physics works differently. And maybe that's what the red lines mean. Maybe the red lines are, like, as long as we keep it, I, I was actually thinking about this, as long as we keep the red lines from, cr- or, or keep the branches from crossing the red line, maybe that's the line that allows the charge to work, right? Maybe. Maybe, like, we need to do it before that it crosses that red line, or maybe the universe is... Maybe the butterfly effect has affected too many things for the reset charge to close off this little pocket reality or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's... Like, the the idea that they are pruning these branch realities and cutting them off and, like, you know, it when you think about it as just timeline, it it's mostly fine but when you think about it as like that's a different universe that exists in the multiverse and you're killing all of those people that exist at that point in time and the infinite potential and possibility of those people like that's yeah and i don't i don't really see a difference there 
and, yeah. and yeah. like my my thought <laughs> my thought as as cruel as it may be is like it's not like they're killing the ones in the main one you know there's a replacement right over there right <laughs> that little girl still exists in the main timeline so it's fine yeah but i don't see it that way it's, it may think, not be fine right i think no, that's the I journey agree we're with gonna you be going it may on. not be fine <laughs> i can agree with you that it may not be fine but uh there was a there was a difference in understanding of rules i think and the sure. extent to which they are applied and that's yeah. that was the difference i had the 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 thing that you meant the thing that actually brought me around a little bit to sort of combining our two thought processes is bringing uh the damn theory from shield into it yeah okay that's so fair. so like you, you bring the damn theory into it maybe the red line represents a dam okay so in order in in in, in she in she <laughs> in agents of shield they had a um <laughs> In Agents of Shield, in the last season, they did time travel, and the the way that they treated time travel was if you th- it, it, it's a river, time is a river, and that we could call maybe we could call the sacred timeline is the river, right? And maybe if you have a branch reality that you throw a stone in, it can branch off and then rejoin the main timeline. It doesn't cause any major thing, right? Ripples, not waves. Ripples, not waves. That was the whole thing in Agents of Shield. Maybe if a, if a branch becomes bad enough, it crosses a red line where it is no, it can no longer be brought into existence in the main timeline again, in the sacred timeline. There's not enough what it's changed too much and then it becomes, you know, an offshoot timeline and that's what they have to stop. Maybe. So maybe the always in, in the sacred timeline, maybe there's always these little universes that are just sort of, Oh, a little change and it's coming back in and another little change and it's coming back in another little change. So like maybe it splits off and rejoins. Well, if you look at the visual displays of the timeline at the TVA, like on all the monitors, Mm -hmm. the timeline itself is always kind of in flux and like looks to be, you know, undulating around. So that could be that whole, you know, things are, Shifting a little bit, but within, you know, within the bounds of what's allowed, right? You know? Right, right. And, and like this shifting is okay. You can wriggle, but, you know, if you get too far out, then you get pruned. So the way I, I, I see this though, like going forward, talking about it from a character perspective and who is the TVA and what's going on, who are these space lizards is like, I think these space lizards are bad guys. I think we are going to see Mobius and Loki have to go up against the space lizards in the end. Possibly even the version of Loki that we're going to meet in a minute or like, you know, the version of Loki, this, the evil version or whatever that we think of. <laughs> what are you guys doing over <laughs> Sorry. there? So no, I'm, I'm watching <laughs> Ashley on the zoom. Yeah, I do. Nobody can she, see me. No, I'm just like, she's just sitting there with her eyebrows. I'm eyebrow trying to follow so all hard. of it. It's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. We got so much feedback that was like, I hate it when uh, somebody wrote in, I hate it when dad and dad fight. Uh, <laughs> very funny. Uh, it, it, a, lot, a lot. We got a lot of stuff like that, but then we also got a lot of people in the emails that were just like, man, I loved that fight. That was the best. That's exactly why I listened. And I was like, all right, cool. That's why I left it in. I thought about cutting it down some. I did cut a few moments out or whatever, but like just the moments where we were repetitive. Yeah. Anyway. It was a good cut. You edited it really well. Thanks. There was a point where Zoo um Zuhair uh messaged me on Facebook and was like, 
I just, I had to stop my car and like take my hands off the wheel because I just, I was absolutely, I was screaming and clapping. Like, I was like, are you, are you hitting on me? Like, what are you trying to do right here? Why are you telling me this? He was really, he's like, space lizards take the wheel. He's just like, (laughs) yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, Hera JK had a comment. I'm like, I just don't want to feel this fire anymore. It's, 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 I understand what she's saying is also what I think, but I know if I say that, we're just going to go back to the top of yours and go all over again. Right. So, anyway, <laughs> so my, my point is to get back to the character of it all. And I think that like, I think that whoever these space lizards are is a bad guy. I think they're, yeah. I think they have nefarious purposes or not even necessarily nefarious. They just won this war and whoever they are, they're keeping their winnings. Like the, the universe is theirs to control and it is their winnings and they are holding on to it. And, yep. um, yeah, it's just like holding on to land or whatever, you know, like they've won it's their, it's, this is their universe and they're not letting anyone else like have choice anymore because they want it to lead to whatever outcome it leads to. You know, um, the space lizards that we have talked about, mm-hmm. um, in the end credits, it, sh- it focuses on one of the faces in the, like in the TVA courtroom. And I think it was the middle one, but, um, that particular one that it, that it focused on looked a lot like what we usually see of Kang the Conqueror as far as like the helmet. That was literally the next sentence I was going to say. I was going to go like, I think they're a bad guy. And I was going to go, Kang. Didn't we talk about that last yeah. week? Uh, I don't know if we talked about it last week, honestly. Somebody asked us. Yeah. There's definitely like this smacks of Kang. Ooh, what if, uh, what if Kang is a former timekeeper and is, uh, trying to kind of buck their rule and like, that's sure. why he's a bad guy. Right. But, um, mm-hmm. what he has to do in order to buck their rule is to do bad things. Right. Right. That the Avengers would not want him to do. Right. But it's, it's uh, looking at the scale of time that the TVA looks at things like, it, uh, whether a certain building blows up or this or that, like the things, the kind yeah. of level of threats the Avengers are normally fighting, it's like those things are so small compared to the yep. literal universes battling each other. And and, it, and that all, this all goes back to, um, uh, I think it was Riley who wrote in uh, and, and said, you know, like, this is them calling their shot that, like, everything's up till now was small compared to the battles we're facing now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting that, um, on the, the Miss Minutes cartoon thing, the, um, the timelines that it showed whenever she was saying like the time, countless timelines were battling each other. Like they only showed six on the screen and, and they were the same colors as the infinity stones. And I was like, what does it mean? I heard, like, I you post that. Yeah, when they when they converged into one, uh, like when they the timekeepers put them into one reality or whatever, like joined them together. I was like, "That's the birth of the universe. That's when the, the Infinity Stones are created. We're hurtling across the universe. That's what." Right. I know it. I know it. Except we now know that a bunch of these branch realities also have Infinity Stones and yeah. do all their things. Yeah. Anyway, let's get let's get moving. Yeah. God, sorry. Uh, Eric Savage, another patron, says, why would the TVA take the time to put people through trial if they were just going to snip that branch anyways? It almost feels sadistic. Also, did you notice the scroll variant at the very start of the episode? Pretty cool Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to the scroll variant? Because we saw the the guy that was like, 
the the pissed off Goldman Sachs kid mm-hmm. was like, "What is this a deli? No, I'm not going to take a ticket." Like, where was the scroll at that point? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I th- I'm assuming he moved on to the next step in the processing or whatever. So this is actually sort of at the root of what we were talking about as well. This 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 question about why put them through a trial is also at the root of the our argument, which is probably going to touch on most of these questions. But like. <laughs> One of the things y'all were talking about is like, uh, that line that said, um, because the event, what the Avengers did was supposed to happen. And that's why they're not here. That's like, that Loki's like, why are you here to me? It's the Avengers that did this, you know? Yeah. And then they say, well, the Avengers were supposed to do that. And those Avengers are needed. Basically, those Avengers are from the sacred timeline. They're going to do that thing. And like, so there, to me, it's not that they're punishing them. And, and Mobius even says this. He says, like, I'm going to debrief him. I need to learn everything I can from him. So, like, he convinces his the people above his head to let let Loki live a little longer so that Mobius can debrief him because he wants to learn more about Loki. Right. And I think that's what they do. Whenever they see a variant that's, like, broken the timeline in a way that they don't agree with, they grab that variant to learn and sort of debrief him and figure out. I don't know that it was he was exactly on trial. Even though it looked like that to us. Did they say trial anywhere in the episode? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that the reason he was debriefing him was to see if he would work with them to stop himself. That definitely seems, that is definitely Mobius's, the things Mobius says at the end, but that's not what he says to his superiors to get them to let him. (laughs) He He said, said, I thought that's what he said to the judge lady. She's like, if you're going to do what I think you're doing, he's like, I really think he can help. Right. I think he says something like, we need, we have a lot we can learn from him or something like that. But I, I may be wrong. I need to rewatch again. But I did not. And that's the thing. He sa- she says, if you're going to do what I think you're going to do, which to me means he's not, he's, he's intending not to tell her yet. I'm going to try to flip him and turn him into a TVA agent. But she's telling him, he's telling her like, yeah, I'm just going to go learn from him. And he's like, if you're doing what I think you're doing, which also to me implies that he's done it before, either with other characters, or maybe he just has a thing for Lokis. Maybe he's done this with a thousand Lokis. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have my own thought on that, but I <laughs> just, I don't think, I think that, you know, they know that Loki is the one who's the problem. And since I don't think that they, somebody had written in, like, I think that uh maybe the TVA planned Loki to get caught because of, uh, having him help them catch him, but it didn't seem like that. Like Owen no. Wilson, they all seem kind of surprised to have caught him. So I think the second he's like, "Well, who better to help us catch him than him?" and everyone's like, "But he's the you know trickster god." Yeah, that's just kind of how right. I saw it. Like they're like, "Don't do it," and if you do, this is all on you. Yeah, like yeah, oh, no, I agree completely. The- I think Mobius sees potential in Loki that the rest of the TVA doesn't see, and he's like mm-hmm. trying to. Like, do whatever he can through the bureaucracy to be like, no, 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 I'm going to just take him over here and debrief him. And then he's going to try to flip him into a TVA agent, apparently. But to your to your question of whether or not it's a court, it is absolutely 100% a court. Like, as he's walking in there, she's talking about what docket and what case number it is, what law he broke. That's um, true. And then, like, when she, like, she asks him, you know, how do you plead? And he's like, madam. A god does not plead. <laughs> That's true. That's um, true. And so, like, you know, he he does his thing, and she's like, boom, next case. And, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's very much a court. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And even 
Morbid, when they got out, he was like, this looks like a room where you kill people. He was like, no, you were just in that room. This is a room for talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they were going to kill him. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I agree with that completely. I think normally what happens is they bring in the variants in there qu- and make them answer a few questions and then they kill them. And then Mobius yeah. was like, no, we can learn more from this guy than normal. Like, I, yeah, I think don't I throw see, this one out. I think that I we can potential. use him. Yeah. 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 One TVA man's trash is another TVA man's treasure. Right. Well, maybe that's maybe that's what the process is for, is to, like, bring them through the process, destroy them if they need to be destroyed, if they're a variant that isn't worth saving, and then, like, they're supposed to bring them in and, like, maybe learn what they can from them or something. I want to know where all these people came from. All these people that work for the TVA, like, where do they where do they come from? Yeah. What is what is this society? Absolutely. I have no clue. In the comics, the Minutemen or the um, the the time police or whatever they call themselves, time variance authority, time cops are like robots. Oh, I find that to be an interesting thing because uh, when he goes, when Loki goes through the elevator and like, you know, gets through the two trap doors and there's that one um, looks like a scanner and it takes that picture of his, his temporal aura. Mm hmm. Ruby shoves or the Ruby character shoves him into that door and doesn't go with him. Like she circles back later. Mm. And he said like the, the guy that was standing in there was like, you know, if you were a robot, it would melt you. The machine would melt you from the inside out. Yes. You're saying Ruby might've been one. I think, I think that the Minutemen or the hunters might be robot people. Hmm. Maybe the entire TVA, you know, like maybe the whole TVA is robot. Maybe Mobius could be a, robot person as well and maybe uh just and and that could be wonder if mobius knows it which would be an interesting question when uh when he asks it does it all is it often that robots are robots and don't know it or whatever mm-hmm. like if it's a whole robot city it would make sense uh why they didn't know what fish were <laughs> yeah what's yeah. a fish he said he's gonna turn me into a fish whatever that is <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah that makes me think they're not from our reality that they're from the TVA, which I don't know who, like you said, who, what is the society? Are they a bunch yeah. of robots? I don't know. CJ hunt 35 says Chronicoms confirmed. <laughs> what if I they like are, it. what if they are Chronicoms and they're just a completely different version? <laughs> okay. <sighs> Unknown. <clears throat> Parker oh, Henson yeah. sent us an email. Uh, it, it looks to be his first time writing in. He says, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I remember Loki making clones of himself through his magical ability of illusion. Is it too far-fetched to think that Loki could be powerful enough to trick the TVA into thinking he died in Endgame when in reality it was just his illusion and the hooded Loki is not a variant, but instead the real Loki who ultimately wants the multiverse to be reopened to continue his constant quest of being king of the entire multiverse instead of just Earth and the Nine Realms. That is a big swing. I like That's the big, a big swing. swing. <laughs> I like the big swing a lot. I like a big swing. Yeah. the. <laughs> I think it would be a lot to explain that, first off, mm-hmm. in the show, but also, I think it undercuts again the Loki death which we've already had like a Loki death that they undercut by bringing him back and have it being a trick and I'm like in the same movie yeah yeah and like we've said I mean there have been a ton of people that uh, all across the internet through through time 
have been like that you know that loki in endgame wasn't the real loki because he was left-handed like that's where he had his dagger sure like Mm. all these excuses about why that wasn't the real loki and like this is why loki is gonna survive and it's you know it's just it's a little ridiculous well, it's a little ridiculous. To, defi- to defend that, though, you're saying it like they've had t- lots of time to bring back Loki. This is also the first chance they've had. So it's like all those people being like, eh, it could be, it could, you know, it could be a fake Loki, could be a fake Loki, it could be an illusion. Like, Not then in ev- Infinity War. Sorry. No, it was Endgame, right? When he Infinity dies? Infinity War. Oh, no, you're right. No, he dies in Infinity War. You're right. You're right. Ugh. Can we come back in, infin- it's, in Endgame? It's all, it's all blurring together. It's been too long. Five years um, later, he had five years to come back, but instead right. he went to go destroy the TVA, I guess. My point is, mm-hmm. like, he's the power broker. Loki's the power broker! <laughs> oh, no. He's the power blokey. The power blokey. Oh, no. My point is, like, still that same arc, the same story they're telling in Infinity War and Endgame. I don't, I wouldn't think they would bring him back in that. They're not, they're not... Those writers aren't as dumb as the ones who wrote uh, Thor the Dark World. So <laughs> <laughs> So I think that if if they were to bring him back, this is basically their first opportunity to do so. But I don't think so. I think they're going to leave that death on in in the sacred timeline as it were. Mhm. Yeah. I really love the idea of us calling the MCU the sacred timeline forever from now on. You know what's really funny? Wake, welcome to the Sacred Timeline Podcast. You know what's really funny, Matt? <sighs> what's that? Is the writers of Thor The Dark World were Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Damn it! <laughs> uh. Fine, fine. They are as dumb. See? They got older and <laughs> they're wiser. They're just as dumb. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just as dumb. They're just as dumb, but they got older and wiser, okay? <laughs> Check and mate. Love a good, love a good mate. That's why I said power blokey. Uh, Doogie sent us an email. Hey guys and Ashley, this first episode was amazing, but did you see the blatant Lady Loki clue literally painted on a wall? In the scene where Mobius and Loki are looking out over the TVA, the word SYF is on the balcony wall. I've attached the picture to show what I'm talking about. Turns out in comics, Lady Loki is just Loki's soul in Lady Sif's body. And here we have the inverse of Lady Loki, S-Y-F, or uh, Sif with a Y chromosome. Uh, Mm -hmm. Can't wait to have Jamie Alexander be the villain the rest of the show. Keep up the good work. Your mischievous whore, Doogie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is reference to his uh, his screen name on Twitch. Oh, that's his last name. I think it's his last name. There's also a, a company uh, local to Birmingham that's like a, a construction yeah. company. It's a whore company. Whore construction, yeah. <laughs> their, their signs are all over town. Big, big whore construction signs. <laughs> Sorry. Like, what are they building there? Um, <laughs> no, I... Uh, I do we know who's playing this female character? Isn't there, haven't they announced like a female character? Cause it would be badass if it was Jamie Alexander. I would love that. There is a female character, but, uh, it has not been announced who she is playing. Right. That's which um, is why we're all kind of assuming that hair. that's going to be the Loki probably. But yeah. That, that's the, the Loki of it all. Hmm. 
Uh, I could totally see this show. And I know, I think we've even got feedback about it. And I think we talked about it last time. The idea that like the Loki that they're hunting might be the exact same Loki that we're seeing and that he might be going back in time on the TVA. And like this show could end with this Loki somehow needing to go back and take on a different body and going through the story again from his perspective or her perspective. Uh, on Loki's file that um, that uh, Mobius was looking at, it's at least the gender of Loki as fluid. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Loki is whatever Loki needs to be. Loki is as Loki does. <laughs> the actress uh, that is in an un- as of yet unnamed role is Sofia DiMartino. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, IMDb has her listed for five episodes, but IMDb is not necessarily you know the sure. the source of truth. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, you know, she she seems to fit the uh, the profile of the the lady that I had seen in set photos back in the day. Yeah, the same. I, I'd I'd seen her like uh, that she was playing that character. It seemed like, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Ryan Balzers on <laughs> sent us an email. What if Cap was taken by the TVA after he broke the timeline to dance with Peggy and to reset it? He has to help Loki. They didn't have to include Loki mocking and turning into Cap during that first scene, but they did. Which could symbolize a same-same situation. But then, in court, when they read what Cap had done, the, just, the judge asks, So you broke the time sequence because you wanted to dance? How do you plead? With a satisfied grin, Cap says, Guilty. <laughs> Till quantum do us part. Aww. RP. Duh. I get it. I like it. I, li- I really like that, uh, that image of Cap c- pleading guilty to the TVA. <laughs> it's like guilty, worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where Cap is. He's go- yeah. The uh, the guy that we thought was old man Cap was just some uh, you know some guy that they planted to be like God. We got to put this back. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to put the timeline back. Somebody's got to give Sam the shield. Damn it. Ah. Uh, Let's get this guy. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You look they old. Did like a casting call. <laughs> yeah, they did, they did like a TVA casting call. A casting call for old Steve Rogers. We're looking for somebody who looks like Steve Rogers, who's also old, like an old Steve Rogers. <laughs> somebody walks in from the from the back and it's like, I could do it. Yeah, you don't sound like him though. <sighs> it's just, uh, anyway, so silly. It is real silly. <laughs> Next one we got Jithin Jacobson. It's an email. Hey, dudes and dudettes. I have a hypothesis as to why the Loki variant is stealing many reset charges. It might be a part of a plan, like 12% of a plan, to create a branch and then erase the sacred timeline so that the branch created is the only way forward. And because of the sacred time, or because the sacred timeline has been going on for so long, it might require a large number of charges to erase it. Your thoughts? Keep feeding us bamboos, Jith and Jay. <laughs> Keep feeding us bamboos. I love. I love that. You know, that's not a bad idea. Like it's not the, bad at the all. The reset charge, like when they did it in the in the cartoon, they set it, and it looked like it exploded out in a you know in a like an amount of space. And like right. maybe that amount of space, like relative to the timeline, is only enough to clear this one little spot, and that's what the red line's about. Like you, like yep, you were saying, exactly. where 
you know, it's once they get past the red line, they need two charges. Yeah, this like, is a good this is a good call on Jithin's part. Like once the once the, the damage has been done to the timeline that's significant enough to pass the red line, one charge isn't good enough anymore. And maybe to kill the sacred timeline you need many, many charges. So yeah. This yeah. Could, this would be the beginning of like a war so it's a war on the sacred timeline, and I love it. <laughs> yep. Yep. We were saying war on the TVA. No. War on the sacred timeline. Yeah. It's a war on them space lizards, man. War on space lizards. <laughs> if you destroy the, the sacred timeline with the charges, then the space lizards get revealed to you, and that's when you can actually perform the boss fight. Um, yeah. And finish the game. You gotta fight the boss. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a tough one, though. You gotta have all of your um, magicka at full. Mm-hmm. Uh, Art Heeg sent us an email first time writing in. Hey friends, love the cast. Been listening since around the time Infinity War came out and have been hooked ever since. So not to add fuel to the fire and start the topic back up, but I do think Matt and Jeff's debate is important. <laughs> Matt brought up a good point about the Avengers bringing knowledge with them that can alter the timeline, like when Hulk tells the ancient one about Doctor Strange. That definitely creates another branch. Or what about Cap, though? Not only does he make the Hail Hydra comment in the elevator, but he also tells the other cap that Bucky is alive. We got all kinds of branches coming out of 2012. Must have been a busy day for the TVA. But I guess my question <laughs> is, what's going to be the resolution to Loki's branch? They have to inevitably prune him, right? They can't let him continue to exist, even if he helps them crack the case. Loki knows this too, I'm sure, so he'll be looking for some kind of way out. And this would leave 2012's branch to grow out of control? Like, a possible multiversal situation? Madness to ensue? Thanks for taking the time to read this. Art. Well, Art, they did trim his timeline, though. Like, right Mm -hmm. when they picked him up, they put down the charge and we saw it growing. So, Mm -hmm. there's no timeline to go back to for him. Yeah, his Um, timeline is gone. But he could escape to any other timeline. Anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, any when, really. Yeah. Yeah. Or, good point. or depending on how uh, the TVA works and who these people are, like maybe this is how they get all their people, you know? Maybe these are all people from various <laughs> timelines, you know? Like, and that's why they work there. Right. Or they may not be criminals. Maybe the reason, uh, I can't remember his name, the office guy. What's the office guy's name? Casey. 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 Maybe, the, maybe the reason Casey can't uh, remember, doesn't know what a fish is, is maybe like, Similar to Mobius bumping into that kid at the church. He, he like found a kid and like took, somebody found a kid and took pity on him and brought him to a, uh, or found a baby and couldn't like reset him and decided to take him on to whatever, you know. A life so, of servitude. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, took him to like be a part of their society. We don't know what their society is like. They could have He's a like, whole I've never society left. There. I've never left my desk, he said. Yeah, he said I left oh. my whole life behind a desk. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Doesn't oh, sound yeah. great. That doesn't, doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound awesome. We'll see. It sounds it like my life every day, every day, <laughs> behind a desk. This but desk. I know what a fish is. This exact desk, in fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I know what fish are. I've got several in my freezer. <laughs> yeah, tilapia, yeah. salmon. That does make me lean toward... The robot theory, the idea that Casey's never left that thing, but also time doesn't work the same. So what is even like, how long has he what been there? Time? I don't know. Do, do they grow old? Do they have to eat? Do they have to whatever, you know, do they grow? Do they grow at all? Yeah. Do they change? Do they age? Like we haven't seen any, um, children or elderly people at the TVA. Right. 
at all. Exactly. Mm, good point. No, no clue what the TVA society is. I hope we learn more. I really do. But also, we haven't seen any, um, like, we haven't seen much of the TVA. Right. Just in general. Just that building. We've only seen, like, a few rooms in that same building. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like there was a whole bunch of buildings, like, it was a whole society. Yeah, it yeah. looked like the fifth element out there. Yeah, it yes, did. it did! Oh my yeah, god, did. yes! Mm-hmm. With the flying yeah. cars. Yeah. It looked like the city. That's great. And Loki was all like, you said there's this, no magic here. Yeah. There's it's not. Like, that's not real. That's a flying <laughs> car, idiot. It's <laughs> science. <laughs> not magic. God. Have you ever idiot. watched Howard Stark, idiot? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Lauren Waters sent us an email. Hello, Matt, Ashley, and Jeff. God, that's so rude. She put me last. So not every time that really bugs you. Please, everybody always do that. Just for <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like really bug me. It, oh no, it doesn't. Sound I like always it. bring it up. I always bring it <laughs> yeah. up. Uh-huh. Seems like seems like you can just let it go. It seems like yeah. you can really just let it go. No, can't let it go. I, I see it. It's there in my face. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Lauren. Lauren says, so I have a theory about who, or more specifically, which variant Loki is in the cloak. I think it is the primary Loki variant we have on the show, but from the future. My theory is that the end of the show will see Loki and Mobius turning on the TVA, no longer able to support the horrors the TVA effectively destroying infinite timelines. Yeah. Loki. Loki already seems to be questioning the TVA, and Mobius seemed real hesitant to be turning back the timeline with the child, effectively erasing that version of them. So Loki, with the support of Mobius, goes back in time to begin to kill the TVA agents, effectively setting the show's events and his own hiring into motion. My support for this is pretty loose. However, the idea came to me from the concept of a Mobius namesake, the Mobius Strip. Ooh. Uh, the Mobius Strip is oh. effectively a self-fulfilling loop created by a large twist. So having the twist of the show being Loki becoming the condition that he is hired upon, eventually leading to his own creation in a self-fulfilling loop, would be a fun piece of foreshadowing. I know it's an early call in week one, but just wanted to throw it out there. We're putting it on the board, Lauren. Uh, yeah, that goes right That's on great, the board. That's great, Lauren. 100%. That is exactly what I've been saying. I love it. And the, the, I love the Mobius strip idea. That's that's a beautiful way to touch yep. on that. Yeah. Good call. Good call. I like it. I don't think it's going to happen, but God, I love that theory. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a real good one. Uh, let's see. Dylan Dixon is an email. Hey, guys, I wanted to write in mostly because I couldn't be more jazzed about Loki. Honestly, given my love for deep, hot continuity. Mm-hmm. This has a shot to be my favorite Marvel material among a long list of favorites. I think it's a great opportunity for the MCU to present a piece of media that is in conversation with the universe itself, and via this, in conversation with MCU fans. No spoilers, but I think it might be a lot like the Final Fantasy remake, where the creators similarly are playing with the concepts of multiverses and timekeepers. By extension, they are having a conversation with the fans who want to hold tight to a nostalgic perspective of the version that we all played in the 90s. Thankfully, I find the MCU fan base fairly non-toxic currently, and I think there only being 11 years of of content (laughs) contributes to that. While there's deep nostalgia for the comics and characters, this universe is somewhat safe from some of the nostalgic traps that befall other franchises. 
Nonetheless, three phases in, Loki is an opportunity for this media to engage in a meta conversation about the universe in an irreverent way. That's all to say I'm here for it. Uh, I love how they caught Loki up to have that anti-hero development. Kang is clearly a timekeeper, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping this leads long-term to Secret Wars. After a rewatch, I have a theory, though. What if this Loki in the series is the actual Loki who is killed by Thanos in Infinity War? Mobius pointed out that Loki exists to make others realize their purpose, like mm. the Avengers. In many ways, Loki's death triggered Thor to get Stormbreaker, etc. What if this variant Loki takes the Tesseract he stole, gives that one to Thanos, and then sacrifices himself? He did kind of pop out of nowhere and seem to have some kind of broader understanding of the larger context. The sun will rise again. I don't know, but I can't wait to find out. Dylan Diggs, that's all. Stay groovy. Hmm. <laughs> Man, what if? Yeah, anything's what just possible. Like, I mean, we we had someone write in earlier talking about what if this what if this variant variant Loki is in game Loki from the future, but it seems to be what Dylan might be saying here is that like the Loki we're watching now becomes the end game Loki that goes into die or goes into like have that future knowledge and say the sun will rise again. That's interesting. Yeah, like pushed him, shoved him out of the way, right. sacrificed himself, and then the one that is older is the one that's now like making war on the TVA. Seems a little silly. Yeah, it, well, it does seem a little. Uh, that part seems kind of like no. That's if both those theories are true. I think. I think I'm saying Dylan's saying the opposite theory would be true. Is like he say he somehow maybe saved himself and let himself die in that moment. Uh, let his, let himself die to save his uh, his like future self, so he'd had the time to finish his character development or something. I don't know. It's interesting. Hmm. It's weird. I think Loki's way too. Uh, uh, I don't know. Narcissistic. Even yeah. I think he thinks he's better than his other versions, probably as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like there, we have to see conversations. You know, Loki to himself. Of like, I'm the better version of Loki. Like, how can you? How can you even think that you're not? Yeah, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> he was agreeing li- with himself pretty hard. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he was precisely. Yeah, when, <laughs> what yeah. that guy said <laughs> when he was showing himself on the on the screen, he was like, "Yeah, see, this guy see? gets it. This guy, this gets guy it. gets it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> precisely." <laughs> like, um, I, I'm glad somebody said it because I don't have to yeah. now. Oh, wait, I did. That's me. <laughs> All right. So I love that. Uh, I So what, he, what what he's saying here, though, about the way that this show is a chance for the universe to comment on itself. I really like that idea. I think it's true. I think the, the Infinity Stones moment is really that. And, like, the idea of it being a sacred timeline is that, like... These are things that we would like almost say about the MC, you know, like this is the timeline. Like this is the yeah. timeline. We can't mess with the timeline. Um, we care about the way that this timeline being preserved. We don't want the Fox stuff coming in. You know what I, I mean? Like we want those other things out, to be destroyed. Sub out the word timeline for canon and yeah. like, exactly. That's exactly. exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I for mean, sure. that's basically the same thing. They're interchangeable. Yeah. So I, right. I, I really like that point he's making there. Yep. Um, yep. That's cool. Uh, let's uh, uh, take a quick break to grab in some uh, live feedback. How about that? Okay. What you got? Uh, I'm going to bring in Miss okay. Ashley here. 
Actually, it's your time to read. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's the worst. I know, but you're so much better at it than me. Okay. (laughs) But that's the fun of it, right? All right. All right. CJ Hunt says, did Thor's mom stop Thor from telling her the future in Endgame because she was afraid the TVA was going to trim her timeline? Hmm. Mm. I don't think so, because I feel like that thing that Doctor Strange had said, like, if you if you know what's going to happen to you in the future, it won't happen. And she's a witch. And I think she kind of knows, like, what has to happen. Right. I think you're right. I, I, I don't I don't think she. I think it, the thing was, is she just didn't care too much about protecting her own life. Like she could tell what he was getting at. He's like, I have an important thing to say. It's a Doc Brown moment. It's like. <laughs> You can't you can't tell me the future. I, I I like I want it to unfold the way it is, I guess. Yeah. You can't tell me, Marty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like slips a note into her into her jacket or something. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of uh <laughs> a post credit sequence for Endgame where uh she opens up her like blouse and she has a, a Kevlar jacket on. <laughs> 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 she just plays dead. <laughs> oh, she's the one that's going against the TVA. Now that I like. Oh, yeah. I like. I don't know why. Like she, like she used her witchy powers to make herself younger. And yeah, do they have? Red, she has red hair, right? Yeah. No, Frigga. It's a, yeah, it's a younger Frigga. Yeah, yeah no, she's like, blonde. Oh, okay. I can't tell the difference yeah. between blonde people and. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what? She can do whatever she wants. She's a witch. Right. Yeah, yeah. she can do what Loki can do. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, this is, it's Frigga. It's not, it's not Loki. It's Frigga saying that she's Loki. That would be pretty mm. badass, actually. Frigga <sighs> embracing her trickster son's, like, persona to go, like, do some trickery herself. To, oh man! And then I you love get the, like real resolution because that's the thing. Like Thor got resolution with his mother, but he never did. Yeah, right. Oh, that man. could be that could be pretty amazing. If like even if he thinks it's Loki the whole series, and then the very end he finds out it's Frigga, mm. could be pretty mm. great. Could be pretty great. Just one uh, one big timeline that has to be pruned. All we need is a Kevlar vest, and we can make this happen, people. I mean, yep. it's it's a little more than that when when it's getting stabbed in the side, but that went you know, all the way whatever. through too. I mean, okay. yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, magic, okay? Magic. magic. If anybody's Totes. got it, it's Witches, her. Witches, space, yep. it's all fine. It's all fine. Witches, okay. space, magic—it's all the same thing. Literally, all the same thing. Plowing forward, uh, Vermilly One says, "I don't remember production months for Loki." With what was basically a multiverse of madness direct reference in the first episode, what are you, this is why do you guys gotta write these things like this? With what was basically okay, I got it. With what was basically a multiverse of madness direct reference in the first episode, what are your betting odds that we, Mister Doctor Strange, ah, see you messed that up. That we see Mister Doctor Strange trying to make it all wordy. You forget words. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that you're like making it so wordy. They're just like composing regular sentences. Yes, please. <laughs> no, I'm saying um, I'm I hope we get. <laughs> I think sometimes those sentences are hard to 
sometimes you when you're when you're reading something aloud for the first time, sometimes it's hard to like parse what what is a preposition and what isn't. Yeah, I can't read. Um, so Doctor Strange, I would love that. I just want to see him pop up in something. So the question is, what's the odds that Doctor Strange is going to pop up? Yeah, yeah, that's as easy as it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only picking on him because I know he's gone and he's going to hear this later. <laughs> I'm only picking on him because wow. I know it's behind his back. <laughs> we, lo- we love you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my God. That's so great. <laughs> I think it's interesting that WandaVision was supposed to be like directly right into Doctor Strange. Right. I mean, there was, mm-hmm. you know, they, they said uh, whenever a branch like that is created in the timeline, it creates a Nexus event. Then there was mm-hmm. that commercial for Nexus uh, yeah. in WandaVision. Yeah. And those were supposed to be uh, ideas, like m- messages sent to her from Doctor Strange right. to like try to get her out of it, to kind of try to wake her up, to help wake her up. So like, yeah. if he's yelling at her, like, you're going to make a Nexus event! Or this is because of a Nexus event! Like, it, it could be, it could be, you know, it could be that he pops up. Maybe. Maybe. Or that she pops up. Oh, that would be good too, right? Like, she's so pretty. What? I mean, (laughs) absolutely. But like, what if you know she is trying to reach out into the multiverse to find her her children or whatever, and finding that the Mm -hmm. multiverse doesn't exist, basically, and she's having to like use her powers to really like create the multiverse, and they keep pruning her, but she's so powerful that she can actually like fight the TVA. And maybe she's behind some of the stuff that's going out, going on with the TVA. Maybe she's fighting for an alternate reality to exist so that she can like have her sons back. Or she's just like, she's trying to find the one branch of, uh, you know, choices that were made in whatever way that lead to these kids exist here. Right. I want to go grab But every them. time a branch is created, it keeps getting cut off. So she can't do right. that. So she right. like is having to like. Fight so the she's TVA. Having to fight the TVA to get the branch to continue so that she can continue exploring. Yeah. Ooh, that that could be good. That could be good. Hmm. She's a redhead, right? Not a blonde. Redhead, right? Yes, she is right. a redhead. Sometimes <laughs> strawberry blonde, though, so. Mm. I'm just teasing. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. Hmm. Um. Are you still thinking something, Jeff? No, yeah, I'm always thinking stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> I doubt that. What you got, Ashley? Ooh, Drew Grinch wow. says. I <laughs> Big call from the trying ADHD to blow right by kid. that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Focus. I think that Loki was arrested under false pretenses to deal with the TVA situation. Oh, that's where it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Love you, Drew, but hmm. <laughs> they seem genuinely surprised to have um, gotten that uh, thing. That thing. The, the, what the file. You? Oh, sorry. Morbius seemed really surprised. Mobius. Whatever. Matt, you did that to me, and now I'm not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Mobius. Um, it's, it's hard because, like... It's time travel. God it's time it. travel. Here's the real problem with the TVA <laughs> and thinking about the TVA. Like, they exist... Time. They just had. They say time works differently here. So, like... They don't know, like, th- there's a moment in the trailer, in the, in the show where you see, I'm sure we've all seen it going around the internet, the, um, where you see, like, a Peggy Carter clone walk by. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, somebody wrote that so, in, too. The, oh, if yeah. If you want to okay, talk great. about that real fast. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, we can. But I, I was just saying, like, 
So that happened in the 40s, probably, that, like, a Peggy clone needed to be pruned. But, like, how do you not know everything Peggy Carter might do if you've already experienced that part of time? So is the TVA experiencing all moments in time at the same time? Or are they experiencing them in some nonlinear fashion? Or that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, how the TVA intersects with time is really hard to understand because they apparently know, well, the space lizards apparently know everything they dictate the sacred timeline. So they know everything that's supposed to happen in the sacred timeline. So when something happens in the forties and, and Loki happens in the 2012, the fact that they're both in the same courtroom or, or like in the same hallway makes weird. It's weird. It's as if yeah. all of this has to be happening at the same time, but time isn't a thing here. That's I guess. one of those things you can't really think about. Or Agreed. It starts to make your brain hurt. Yeah. Uh, because it seemed like the same thing at Umbrella Academy, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Like an organization that exists outside of time is really hard to grasp, like how they intersect with time. But it's kind of important, but also impossible to grasp. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we are fourth dimensional beings, you know? You're, you're doing great, Matt. <laughs> you're doing great. Um, I mean, them, them existing outside of time makes the most sense for sure. what we have seen from them, especially like, uh, well, like, uh, when in the last shot that was in Oklahoma in sometime in the 1800s. 1800s. <laughs> yeah, that was 1800s. And the guy was like, uh, yeah, it's not worth the paperwork. Just reset it and let's get out of here. It's such a routine thing for them to go to a different time. He's like, ah, just some asshole. Got his hands on a time machine. Came back to try to get rich. <laughs> with oil, yeah. Yeah, with That's oil. a good idea. <laughs> and there's um something interesting. Uh, that shovel, or whatever that stick was that was stuck in the ground, it looked like a yeah, an, an advanced shovel or whatever. <laughs> the glowing stick. Space shovel. Yeah, the space shovel. Uh, when they scanned it, the, the lady said it's got markings or it's got signatures from early third millennia, which is like 31st century, which is when, uh, when Kang comes from. Hmm. When Kang the Conqueror comes from, I'm just saying. I am both so excited about all this time travel business and I, I, I see how hard it is going to be able to, to discuss and, and, and keep to set stable rules. Yeah. It's very difficult to have like stable yeah. rules and tell interesting time travel stories. I think this is why Fox dislikes time travel so much. Yep. He, he wrote in actually, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. He wrote in and said, uh, let's see, where is that? Where is that feedback? Where is it? It's right here. Love the cast or the ethical panda. That's why I love the it. cast. Two things I wanted to mention. Early in your time travel argument, Jeff asked, is this why Fox hates time travel? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about time travel is that we have absolutely no context for it. If a movie asks me to believe that the laws of physics actually work this way or that a machine does this wacky thing, well, I at least know how machines and physics work. With time travel, every single word of it is made up. There's no context and it just spawns so many questions where the only way we can answer it is basically guessing. The argument you both had, honestly, both of your positions are completely logically consistent because there's just so much that we have to headcanon and, and interpret and guess at. Lastly, I do hope one day you get Mephisto on screen, but the devil is an archetype with 
power and meaning human society, and that goes far, far, far beyond the character of Mephisto. In the case of Loki, when Christians converted Scandinavia, they tried to turn Loki into a devil figure, and that is part of where our modern-day devil iconography comes from. I think that if the MCU writers can't use devil imagery without people thinking they mean Mephisto, it will cut off a lot of great writing possibilities. Even if Mephisto is the devil in the MCU, not every human reference to that idea is about Mephisto. As always, thanks for all you're doing. Matthew, the Ethical Panda. Alright, so that's where you're wrong. Everything <laughs> is Mephisto. I just blacked out for a second. What did he say? Uh, he was arguing against <laughs> Mephisto, I think. <laughs> And Listen, I, the more people argue against it, the more I want to talk right, about you, it. All right, guys, I realize I realize you're servants of Mephisto, but like, don't push your religion on me. Stop being TV. Stop being space lizards here, and let's move on. Uh, what else we got in the live feed? <laughs> oh, I see. You can go on and on and on. My goodness. Okay. <laughs> all right, Gus. We went on and on and on about time travel, which is the new thing. What's we? I hardly can say. (laughs) It was me, like yeah. Ashley was just like, "Hey, I hit what? That wasn't no, 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 no. no. If I could just, that's not, that's not true. A couple times there were sure, and me too. Like we always do that, but uh, you also said yourself, I thought of a lot of things to say, and I decided not to say them because it would just spurt it on more." That was my cover-up. Um, <laughs> all right, Gusto, I see it, Jeff. Gusto the Third says, sorry, it's wordy, so here we go. <clears throat> so Loki time travel explanation. The TVA never said only one sacred, sacred timeline. I processed it like mm. the TVA monitors cars, timelines, along an interstate that also has the golden car, sacred timelines, All the cars that follow the same path are allowed to continue, but any that take a wrong exit are cut. This allows the possibility for more timelines. So, I don't know if he's saying that more than one timeline can exist within what is known as the sacred timeline, or if he's saying that, like, they only trim branches that are going to conflict with the sacred timeline eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed the, to me that the same path that, allowed to continue. And you take a wrong exit or cut. Okay. It, by, by calling it the sacred timeline, I think that means it's a it's the only one. That's like a definite article. <laughs> yeah, I thought that they said one sacred timeline. <laughs> Just examining English here. Well, yeah, the I mean uh, the makes me think it's the sacred timeline. That is possible. Yeah, not a sacred timeline. So, like, if you think about it, because we we have no conception mm. for this, like just like just like Fox is saying, like we have no conception for this. But if you think about the timelines, like roads, and maybe maybe like like as if space or we'll go we'll go with the two dimensional. Okay, roads, right? Roads are there's a, there's a, there's one road across the U.S. Right? Like if there were one road, one interstate, you don't want to build roads on top of that interstate. They, they you have to build around them. You have to build like you know you. You can only have one road on one space, right? So maybe there's some conception that like there could be other timelines out there that are so far removed from this timeline that they're never going to intersect in whatever fourth dimensional space this would all have to exist in. Mm-hmm. So sure. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What you thinking, Jeff? I'm doing a touch of research. Okay. 
Uh, Miss Minutes said that the timekeepers emerged uh, bringing peace by reorganizing the multiverse into a single timeline. The word single. Right. Mm. Reorganizing the multiverse into a single timeline. So that's two definite articles. It's, well, yeah, the, the multiverse, which means it's the entire thing, the multiverse, into a single timeline. So, okay, cool. Then, then yes, I think, I think that, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I was trying to go with you, I, I, and I, I, I think it could work conceptually, but I think they, that's not what they said. Uh, he says in the chat, I did mean only one sacred, the typo was my fault. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, gotcha. Yeah, there was a typo in there. I was trying my best. Um, but I think he did say there was only one. As long as this timeline's parallel to our sacred timeline, it's fine. Like, as long as it's not going to cause a war, basically. Which makes sense. Yeah. But I think that's the idea. Like, I think, I think the idea here is they are so fascist and so worried about another war that they're not allowing another timeline to even crop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... They're, they're, they're basically taking away everyone's free will because they are so worried that if other, they allow other timelines to exist, they will cause another war. What yep. I love about this yeah. is like, that's actually like not the worst motivation. Like it depends on what their end goals are, but like, I, we don't know what a multiverse war looks like. Right. Right. So like, it's kind of like it's bad. Right. <laughs> That's why I can kind of agree with them. <laughs> I love it so. I love that sentence so much. I bet it's bad. <laughs> I bet it's bad. I love it. No good. <laughs> yeah. A solid, probably not your favorite Tuesday. Yeah, I that, would say. Just remi- it's just reminding me of the Bo Burnham special. You guys seen? I'm sure you see. I know you've oh, seen it. Yeah. We talked about it. I love in the new Bo Burnham specialist freaking amazing but he has this whole thing he's laying on the floor just completely wrapped in blankets and the camera's shooting him from above and he's like just talking right into a microphone and he says maybe allowing silicon valley corporations to maximize our like children's dopamine receptors for profit to sell them more he like lays out this whole thing about how the system works and how money is made by these like social media companies basically he's like Maybe that was a bad call. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Maybe that was a bad call. <laughs> it's really good. If you guys haven't seen it yet, Inside by Bo Burnham is like, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's And, it, and it's on Spotify now. And so I listened to the entire thing twice. Yeah, we've watched it a couple times. I've watched it three times and I've listened to the entire album twice. My favorite song is Bag of Shit. <laughs> it's like, you feel like a bag of yes. shit. <laughs> It depends on what you, what you want, because like, there's some amazing introspective questioning of our system songs, but there's also just some really funny songs like White Woman's Instagram. White Woman, White Woman oh, Instagram. So good. <laughs> he's just anyway. naming. He's just naming random things, and there's a whole trend on. I'm TikTok so guilty now. of so many of the things of that video, <laughs> especially <laughs> number one pumpkins. Ugh. What can I do? Tiny pumpkins. Uh, he's just naming things that appear on white women's Instagrams. And then he's dressed okay. like he's dressed like all he's the- taking Instagram pictures. He's dressed in all these outfits and stuff. It's so good. And then uh, there's a trend on TikTok going on right now where women are saying basically like, I feel attacked. And then they play the song and then show all of the Bo Burnham making fun of white women Instagrams and then show their actual Instagram pictures and how similar they are. <laughs> 
It's really good. Yeah, it's so funny. It's been amazing. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, any other live feedback before we take okay. a quick break? Uh, yeah, three more. Crafton America says, "What are the chances that the TVA are either facilitating or inhibiting the arrival of Kang in the Sacred Timeline?" We kind of talked about the first part, but the whole like inhibiting is kind mm. of interesting. Yeah, I like that. I actually like that a lot. Like, I love the idea of what if we're rooting against the TVA here and we like watch them destroy the sacred timeline and like, or allow the sacred timeline to be disrupted. And we're like, yeah, Loki, you did it. And then out steps Kang. Yeah. Like Kang's like, finally, I'm Mm -hmm. free. That would make a lot of sense. Finally, I'm free. (laughs) No, wait. Wait, we have to use the reader repulsive voice. Finally, after 10,000 years, I'm free! (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's what he sounds like. Oh, yes. I want Jonathan Majors to sound like that. (laughs) Yeah. I just hope we get a team up between Kang, who is clearly reader repulsa, and Moon Knight, who is Ivan Ooze. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Ashley's like, joke too far. I don't know where we're going with that one. Okay, listen. The the real question here is, when are they going to bring in the Batman and Robin version of Bane? Because he's going to be Goldar. Good call. call. You know, multiverse, anything is possible. (laughs) What were you saying, Ash? Uh, Liv and LaVita Loki says, since there's an upcoming multiverse of madness in the MCU, can we expect the TVA to be destroyed by the end of Loki? Probably. Probably. Hundred percent. Also, the real headline of your comment though is that username. Solid. Liv and LaVita Loki. Loki. Oh, Mm -hmm. so good. Yep. So, so good. I kind of want to make a Loki like, uh, Username to, to yeah. copy that. Well, we it's had so good. I I, I I now regret calling it late night Loki. We could have called it Live in Levita Loki. <laughs> oh, can we? Can we rename it? <laughs> we still can. There's no TM next to it. TM it now. TM 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 TM. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, Ash. Yes, it does. It's a verbal contract. <laughs> <laughs> I claim it is mine. See, look, I licked it. <laughs> All right, we're going to be right back after this ad we have no control over. (laughs) We got to go look at a TM. And we're back. And we're back. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Let's see it. We're just going to dive right back in. What's the next feedback thing? Uh, Joey Mitch sent us an email. Holy crap. I just thought of something. What if that's why Cap is gone in Fatwas? He messed up a timeline in Endgame by staying with Peggy and the TVA had to trim him. We we kind of made this joke earlier, but the the reason the real reason that can't be true is because he does show up at the end of Endgame mm-hmm. as an old man. But I guess the TVA could have cast him as that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they it could have been that he got um like they allowed him to go for a little bit because it was kind of going concurrently, you know, like, mm-hmm. didn't cross the red line. Cause he stayed out of things long enough. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, okay, well, I mean, he's living a good life and it's captain America. Like, uh, I, I don't guess, know that the TVA yeah, respects we'll captain America. They should. I'm with you. They got well better. I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Respect America's ass. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. I'll respect the sh- Anyway. <laughs> What's that so next feedback? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Michael S. sent us an email. Hi, MCU cast. See, that? that's, I like it. It's concise. <laughs> I'm honestly so surprised to see this show bring up Coulson's death, since this has been the first time in a Marvel Studios production it's been brought up. I was hoping that Mobius would mention that Coulson will actually be resurrected when Loki said the phrase, little solace for a dead man, or something like that, but Mobius didn't. Also, wouldn't the TVA come after S.H.I.E.L.D. as variants for all of the time travel shenanigans in Season 5 and 7 and would have to reset those branches that they've created? I want Marvel Studios to acknowledge the events of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but with the introduction of the TVA and the Sacred Timeline, I'm not sure how they can anymore. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is fair, Michael, especially if you combine all the things we know about time travel from... The, the from in game and from this, it seems very unlikely that the way time travel works in Shield is possible, unless Deke was trimmed. Like unless mm-hmm. that you could say that what they did in 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 the last season of Shield, that timeline was another timeline that was supposed to happen, and that when they jump back to the main timeline, if it was the main timeline. That's that they're back to the sacred timeline, but then that's kind of sad for Deke and anyone else who stayed with him in alternate timeline where he's a rock star or whatever. Well, you know, like if anybody's going to get trimmed, it would absolutely be Deke. Oh yeah, like he is the kind of guy to be like going back in time and and placing bets on shit and like buying out the stock market. Well, he's always cheating <laughs> and he's always getting caught and he's always kind of yeah. losing. So like, yeah, like totally checks out that as soon as they disappeared, a TVA agent picked showed up in his timeline and took, Oh my gosh, how amazing would it be if Deke was a TVA agent? Cause he's always <laughs> getting caught up in things, but then he always kind of like works his way into the, the world of whatever the shield is doing. Like what if they pick him up immediately after they leave, they show up and like, who are you? What have you done to this timeline? What is this music? What is this? Like, who is the, who's the Deke squad? Like, and they pick him up and take him to the future or whatever, or take him to or whatever. Take him TVA. I call it, call it the future for some reason. They take him to the TVA and they're like, and then now he just works there. He's, yeah, he's, that'd be a great reference. If Deke walked by in the background as an, as an officer. Oh my God. And <laughs> Deke works there, and he's, like, gone up the ranks a little bit. Yeah. Like, he's like a captain at this point. <laughs> All right, guys. You're, you're welcome, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. fans. We made it work. Uh, we Shield's, made it work. S.H.I.E.L.D. still works. <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. still works. Yep. Uh, Drew Gregson is an email. Hey, Stranded Panda family. Here's hey. my main theory on Loki. Loki will be tempted to come, to become the dark version of himself several times before the finale. The show will play a lot with the idea of fate. At the end, Loki will be sent back to Avengers Endgame, but this time he doesn't take the Tesseract. He lives out the rest of his life the same. He knowingly sends the cursed to kill his mother. The TVA will break their own rules because Loki will have this will have saved the TVA from destruction. That's just my theory for the show. I love your podcast so much. Keep up the great work. P.S. I agree with Matt. <laughs> Sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. Yeah. He says, P.S. I agree with Matt on how time travel works in the MCU. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Thank you for agreeing with me. I think that's very fair. I think I think you're a fair and impartial juror. Um, <laughs> so Drew, Matt Roberts on Facebook. <laughs> Drew's actually going to appear tomorrow on uh, Binger's Assemble. He's coming to 
join us for the Fast and the Furious watch we're doing, which we're doing, by the way, Fast and the Furious on Binger's Assemble. Uh, before cool. Fast 9, we're watching all nine, all ten Eight. Fast and the Furious movies. Ten? What? God ten. bless ya. There's Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah. There's, there's Fast and the Furious, one, two, three, Fate of the Furious, then Fast and the uh. Furious, colon, Hobbs and Shaw, and then there's Fast 9, which comes out on the 25th. 25th of June? Yeah. Jesus. We're, okay. We're, we're, we're five in. We're starting doing the fifth one tomorrow. I have to watch okay. Fast Five after we get done tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're oh, having God. to do that to yourself. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's been great. Car stuff, car stuff, explosion. We fan. Yeah. End. What, what, the, 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 <laughs> my favorite part of it, and I'll just, uh, just to summarize what we've talked about over four episodes, like it starts out, Fast and the Furious 1 is like a really good movie. Like it's, yeah, that one's great. It's like about these characters and it's, it's like two characters interacting. It's really interesting. And like the later Fast and Furious are just car stuff, car stuff, jump, f- flying cars, physics don't work, whatever. Very little character, uh, development. And it's just interesting to watch the series because it like kind of does a slow devolve into like spectacle, but it, yep. And it has a dip it- in the middle where it's like not good anymore because it's not enough character stuff and a not, not enough crazy physics to be fun. So like there's like four, three and four get a little like, eh, maybe. And then it starts to get good <laughs> again because it gets so insane. It, are you to the ones where Gal Gadot's in them yet? She's in number four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's in number four. We just talked about it. Oh, I know. I know why you didn't ask me to be on that now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a movie. We're, be- we're being risky right now, even mentioning her. Uh, yeah. Je- Jeff's always worried about being canceled if he brings up Gal Gadot. Jeff, what do you think about Gal Gadot's earlobes? They are <laughs> attached to her. Wait, she has earlobes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep, Damn right it. there. Almost got canceled. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Wait, what does Drew ask about? Sorry. What if Loki gets put back in the timeline and he knows what's going to happen, but he just lets it happen? Oh, that's right. Mm. Huh. That'd be serious character growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the idea... Well, I mean, he's he's already had such growth, like, even in his first moment, like, of of humility. Like, the first time we've ever seen humility on Loki... Oh yeah, I mean he called himself weak. Like he he pointed at himself and said, you know, it's it's the the cruel trick, um, conjured by the weak to instill fear. Yeah, and like God, that's, that's huge. That's growth. such yeah, that's huge growth for for that guy, especially that narcissistic ass. And it's interesting because it seems like he's always known that that that's what he is and who he is, but he doesn't show that to anyone else. Yeah, that's why he's always been a Regina George ever since they were kids. Like. He was always kind of mean. Uh, okay, now you went too deep <laughs> on that reference for me. Uh, oh, mean, mean Girls? Girls? Mean Girls. Yeah. Okay, Rachel <laughs> McAdams's. <laughs> Rachel McAdams' best role? Yeah. Arguably. Pretty close. <laughs> I don't know. Wedding Crashers kind of kind of on point. Nah, not yeah. as good as The Notebook. They're talking about Oof. a Wedding Crashers 2, apparently. Apparently that's Ooh. like in, that's what are in they talks right now. Crash more weddings? I don't know. As a group. Funeral crashers. That's what they should do. That was the best part of that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Roger! Damn it, Roger! (laughs) Oh, man. I just... That whole movie. Everything in it. I love it. I absolutely love it. It was so good. 
Oh man, I just flipped back to Twitch and I saw in the chat that Gusto the Third says you can't address Gal Gadot without background uh, background music. <laughs> Matt Roberts on Facebook said, "Hi Pandas, Matt from Manchester, UK. If you know a mic, you're a wank, you know." No, <laughs> anyway. yeah, I do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for this Loki series that no, <clears throat> the first episode blew all my expectations away and cannot wait to see how it pans out <laughs> sorry <clears throat> this is not a theory as much as it is an observation i loved how loki had the same reaction that i think i would if someone had stripped me down with a quirky machine <laughs> shown me a bizarre animation describing the genesis of the timeline and then plopped me down and showed me what they claimed was my future self causing the death of my mother he was outraged. He did not believe them, and interestingly, he saw it as a veiled threat, and his response suggested he thought they had her somewhere in their power like to taunt and blackmail him. Mm. It was as soon as he saw the multiple Infinity Stones and very soon appeared back in that room that he watched the rest of his intended timeline and clearly believed that uh, that was meant to be his life. Powerful timing and acting from Hiddlestone. I don't know why mm-hmm. he called him Hiddlestone. Middle stone. A stone. That's his cousin. It's like a rock. Um, That's actually the seventh infinity stone. Yeah. Oh, yes, the middle stone. That's the biggest one. That makes sense. (laughs) That's what I've heard. Also, (laughs) a response about the hilarious discussion you had about the ancient one. (laughs) And was she reset that you talked about in the last episode? I was all here for that. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I agree with Jeff and Ashley. To me, that ancient one is part of the approved timeline as the Avengers' actions were approved by the TVA. I do, however, completely understand Matt's thoughts on the ancient one and her reaction to hearing Strange had given away the time stone. At first watching the cinema, I thought her reaction was a, what have I done? Why did I give it to Strange when he's the one that failed us? And for a very brief moment, I thought we were heading for a cause uh, which led to Strange not being trained as the Sorcerer Supreme in that timeline, and... Uh, more time-jumping hijinks. But then the line where she says, Strange is meant to be the best of us, and her following the request that Banner, who is meant to be working in that Strange's timeline, said to me that because that this Banner had Strange's stamp of approval, as it were, she trusted him to take the Time Stone. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it that does. makes sense. It's kind of like... It makes sense that she would... It, she kind of loops around on her own logic. It's like, or maybe I made a mistake... And then she kind of decides to double down. But if I didn't make, I either made a mistake or I need to trust this guy. And then she decides to trust Banner. Um, yeah. I think she's referencing the past that, uh, I guess that would like the previous timeline or, or, you know, the previous loop. Cause you know, we can't think about timelines without loops. And she's like, well, on the last iteration, obviously, I made the mistake of not giving away the time stone, and that's what fucked us all up. I honestly think she was talking about the last five minutes, but we can do this again if you want. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> want to do this again. <laughs> I'm hungry. So funny. The three of us have completely different interpretations of that line. Um, and, yeah, and that I mean, is that's, fine. That's yeah. why the English language is horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like human, human discussion is hard. Uh, Man, there's a um, there's a guy right. who Free tried will to is the worst. There's a guy who tried to invent a language where like it was all pictures. Basically, he tried to get invent hieroglyphics because he thought that it would be 
a better way to communicate than words and that it could get across all cultures and stuff. Like you tried to come up with like a system of pictures so that you could like speak in pictures so that emojis basically, but it was like prior to that, it actually ended up working on a bunch of, he like got really mad because his, (laughs) some lady found, it was on a, I think it was on a radio lab. So I'm, I'm here. This is this is this is a segment we like to call shitty retelling of a radio lab. Uh, <laughs> where like great. he uh, a bunch of neuro teachers of neurodivergent children found it, and these kids who'd never been able to understand words, like never been able to communicate, started communicating in these pictures, and it like worked for them, and it was amazing. Hmm. And like suddenly, all these kids who like had never had language started to use these symbols that he had like designed. And it's amazing. And they invited him there to show him like what his, he had like designed the system and no one used it for like 30 years. And then these teachers picked it up and like, I think our kids could do this. And they started using it. They started, he said, and, and it like changed these kids' lives forever. And then he sued them because he said that's not what it was for. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was like the most touching story ever. And then he got angry because he wanted it to be used in like world negotiations so that it could be talked across cultures and stuff. And like, then he was mad because like, this isn't how he designed it to be used to like help neurally divergent people that couldn't talk. And then he starts like suing them for using his system. It's such a crazy story. People. People. Ugh, people like, are the worst. You know what? Go ahead and trim the timeline. To the day, like, <laughs> yeah, trim it all. Trim that branch. Trim that guy's branch. Really don't need it. Uh, so Stephen Bennett, Stevie Poo, as it were. Yeah, uh, Stevie Pooh. Hey, guys, I just had a fun thought. What if the timekeepers and the sacred timeline, quote unquote, are supposed to be a metaphor for the MCU as a whole? The sacred timeline would represent how hard Feige and the other MCU timekeepers have worked to keep one continuous timeline to this point, and the time reset bombs represent them preventing any continuity errors. (laughs) However, going forward, the sacred timeline of the MCU will be fractured, and others branch timelines and universes, such as the Sony universe of Marvel characters, will be allowed to exist. Uh, Feige and the other timekeepers won't be able to control these universes like they have the MCU to this point. This might parallel how the timekeepers won't be able to control the branch timelines and other universes at the end of this series. P.S. How awesome would it be if Feige plays or voices the head timekeeper? I just <laughs> peed my pants a little thinking about it. Just a fun thought. Stevie Pooh! <laughs> Stevie Pooh! Uh, sorry, everybody. That's a, he, he plays trivia, and that's what we call him. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, come come to trivia. Get your own nickname. Spell your name wrong and probably get a nickname. Uh, <laughs> come to trivia. Have Matt misread your name. Yeah, spell your name right and probably get a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is great, uh, Stephen. I think Those that like, Christ bottom jeans. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, I think Stephen's absolutely right here. And I think that, like, that is definitely, it, it feels like a reference for sure. But I also think, like, he might be onto something. And as, I, as I've said, I think the Sony universe, this could all explain the Sony universe for real. Like, maybe it is a branch timeline, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And may, mm-hmm. maybe that's why we haven't seen, we've seen a picture of Spider-Man in the background of one of those things. But which Spider-Man is that? Is that Tom Holland Spider-Man? It's actually a picture. And this is, this maybe maybe this answers the question. Like, do you know what I'm talking about in the background oh, of the, the Morbius, Morbius it was the trailer? Morbius trailer. There's, a, there's a Spider-Man in the background. 
the Spider-Man yeah, the poster. is apparently that poster. poster is literally like a poster or that image was from like the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 Sam and it, it said some, I can't remember what was written across. Murderer, it, it I was, think. Yeah. Murderer. So, or yeah, I think that's murderer. So like, it's absolutely possible that like that Sony timeline is going to be an actual divergent timeline. Not only, but I really like the idea that it's a reference. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have no thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I like that I got to read the word "black" in reference to Sony. <laughs> um, so thank you for that opportunity. <laughs> so rude. So rude. <laughs> Tim Brown sent us a message on Facebook. TVA appeared back when I was a young man in 1986 during. That classic Thor run with Walt Simonson. Same guy who brought us Beta Ray Bill. The classic swan song of the executioner that inspired his exit in Thor Ragnarok. Still, TVA pops up here and there. I agree with Ash and think that it's Lady Loki. Uh, I think that the TVA is powerful, but actually tougher on the grounds of the TVA. Like how the stones don't work there. I don't think it's uh, as much as they are that tough to nullify it but they are in a place where the stones simply don't work or activate probably because they're placed outside of, you know, normal time and space, or maybe even the quantum realm itself. Lady Loki. Yes, I think it's her is taking them out outside of base of operations, probably weakening it so that when she tried to uh, go for a direct attack, it'll be easier. I don't think these things that reset universes kills the whole universe in the same manner that one guy without a ticket got zapped I think we're going to find more of what those resets do as Lady Loki took one, and I think they're an upcoming plot point. Agreed. That's fair. That's fair, Tim. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's not just the one. Like, we saw, we witnessed, you know, with our eyes, one got taken by this person. Uh, but earlier in the episode, whenever um, Mobius was in France, uh, he says... Like this is the sixth attack, or they're they're talking. They said this is the sixth attack um, that we know of. Yeah, and been he's killing the team and still in the charges. Yeah. And he specifically said there's no reset charge here, so you know they took that as well. She yeah. took it there so, too. You know yeah. she has seven, eight, eight of them now. Mm. Crazy. That's a lot of reset charges. What's She's it going to be? Quick one. Seven or eight that we know of. Mm-hmm. I like. I really like his thought on the fact that that's why he's attacking them, or she is attacking them. Whoever this person is, the hooded figure, is attacking they. them outside of the TVA. Ooh, the negative zone. That would be fun. If it was the negative zone, then there'd be a lot of uh, annihilists to talk about. Well, An annihilist seems kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get uh, uh, Ash. You got any uh, other feedback? I just have one so it us. left. Is it CJ Hunt saying "Trim me, Daddy"? Trim me, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Arbery says uh, the many world or the many worlds interpretation says that every choice that is ever made is present in some world slash universe out there. The sacred timeline might not mean all of them in universes. I mean, the sacred timeline might not mean all of them, and universes may be just eliminating other universes' impact on the TVA's Kang's timeline. I'm guessing trying to control this timeline will bring us to what the TVA is trying to prevent, the uh, multiverse of madness. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true, although they do say, I, I, I still think, I don't, I know the mini worlds theory, and that's what the multiverse is, but like in this. But there's supposed to be one time. They have destroyed though. the multiverse, supposedly. So. Well, they say they've merged it into, into one. Right. So, not necessarily destroyed, but. Combine them into a single timeline. Okay. Uh, Lee Waters says the the effect of the time grenade getting activated was identical to the one used to dissolve the Goldman Sachs guy, possibly validating the idea that they're destroying the Earth, not reversing its creation. Oof. Hmm. I'll have to go look at that. See the effect or whatever. Yeah. I just don't see a substantive difference. Like, I think it's like they are, except for pain, I guess, which is substantive. Pain is real and like... But like, yeah, according to the multi world or the the many worlds theory and the multiverse, like if you're making a branch of reality not exist, like that's people, it's yeah. real people that you're destroying. Exactly. Like by mm-hmm. by cutting it off at the past, you're like destroying the future of that timeline. Even if, but it's, it's like not even. It, but it's whatever. not supposed to be happening, though. Well, according I, I kind of like. Yeah, but I like I see I agree with them then a little bit because if he branches off and makes this other timeline, getting rid of that timeline doesn't kill it kills those people who shouldn't exist, but those people in the the sacred timeline still move forward. So it's not like they're not there. All right, oppressor. Thanks. I'll show you my doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could think about it as uh, you know because. Uh, you know, because of the of the decisions that were made, because of the actions that were made, like things were going to lead to something really bad, and so they are intercepting uh, potentially a lot of pain and saving those mm-hmm. people from a lot of pain by snipping that branch early. But you know, that sounds like Loki logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like Loki. You're also you're also removing choice. Yeah, exactly. That's it's this same logic Loki was using earlier. Actually, it kind of ties in wonderfully. Me and him really see eye to eye. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually really see a speech at the end of this at the end of this story where Loki is faced with the space lizards and yep. has to has to have an argument as why they should allow freedom to exist. You know what I mean? Like gods to gods. Mm-hmm. But aren't the people in the in the norm like? You in the main timeline, you still have your freedom. But second, you in branch timeline, that's not supposed to exist. Like, well, no, no, you no. You don't get the idea is freedoms. Any, <laughs> any, if you ever make a choice they don't like, they trim you. So you have no freedom. Oh, I thought it was only with time travel stuff. Did they really say that? They said if you're late for work one day, that you're not supposed yeah. to be late for work. They trim Maybe. you. I you thought they meant like if you were using the time stone because or to. I don't know. I didn't no, understand. No. They say if you're late to work one day, the they trim you. Saying that. Because, I mean, I'm late for work. I'm still here. <laughs> but you're supposed to be late for work. Yeah, you, you're supposed to get fired in three weeks. Like, that's the thing. I don't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> My employment is inevitable. What are you going to say, Jeff? My employment is Tony Stark. What were the two examples <laughs> that you said? Uh, okay, sorry. Now the, the Miss Minutes gave two examples of uh, of potentially you know deviant variant things. Um, not deviant. Sorry, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you started an uprising, or maybe you were just late for work. Either way, your actions caused a nexus event. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the question. Like, how do these branches exist? Is it really like multiple worlds theory that Rob r- r- just referenced, where literally any choice you could possibly make creates a new world forever, and then like it's infinite worlds, right? Or yep. is it only the time the timeline is going to move the way it's going to move unless it's intersected by some sort of time travel that causes some shenanigans? It's it, yeah. That line seems to seems to say that like you know it's it's the uh, it's the former. It's like ev- it's the multiple infinite worlds thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Gusto the Third said. Imagine that call out from work. Sorry, boss. My uh, my timeline says I was supposed to sleep in today. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Well, my timeline says that we should end this so that I can go make dinner. That's, yeah, that, sounds, that sounds good. That's that sounds a good, good one. Sorry, Space Lizards are telling me I gotta, we gotta go, guys. So we're gonna, <laughs> uh, see you soon. Uh, please, like, let us know what you think, uh, of the show next week. Uh, write us in, try to keep your feedback, uh, as short as you can, just so we can get to as many as we can. Um, yeah, and, be uh, nice to me. The, the five paragraph ones, I love it, but c- come on. and and often they're very fun and great feedback but it's it is just like if you can if you can think about it just give it a moment and think about to condense your ideas because that way we get to more people um because we were planning to do we actually have seven more pages of feedback we were hoping to do tonight but we're gonna have to stop um so thank you all for listening uh and uh please go to patreon.com slash mcucast and support the show um that would be very helpful. We haven't mentioned this in a while, but uh, we're also on Twitch. And over on Twitch, there's an option to subscribe. And if you subscribe, we get money. But if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can subscribe for free. So if you go to strandedpanda.com slash Jeff to Jeff, and uh, it teaches you how to subscribe with your Amazon Prime subscription, and literally you give us money that you're already giving to Jeff Bezos. So it's just, it's the Jeff to Jeff transfer is what we call yep. it yeah, around it's here. Fabulous. And then once you do it, you literally can do it once a month. Once you've set it up and it's all connected, you literally just go to Twitch and hit one button and you like are just giving us $2.50 every month. It's, a, it's kind of amazing. It's super nice. Super sweet. And a lot of you guys do it and it really, really helps the show out. So thank you. If you're, and if you're watching live, of course you can do that as well. But uh, even if you're, even if you don't watch on the Twitch, you can still jump over there and do it just to help us out. And it really helps the show out because it's just like literally just Jeff, Jeff Bezos sending us money to make the show. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to plug the uh, cast I did with Matthew Fox on superhero ethics about thirst. Uh, it was really mm-hmm. fun and we were getting a lot of fun feedback from it. So definitely check that out. Sweet, sweet. I can't wait. The ethics of thirst. So that got very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait. Like that's very related to the stuff we've talked about over here a lot. So I'm I'm definitely going to check it out this week. So superhero ethics. Sweet. Thank you, Ash. (laughs) Uh, We all got plugs this week. We all got plugs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Woo. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.